So today we are here talking about perfect scheduling for hygiene. So I have Renee Williamson here with me today and I'll let her give you some, you know, some information about herself and a little bit of background and then I'll do the same. All right, good. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, yeah, Renee Williamson. I have been with the Scheduling Institute now for almost seven years, so I'm working hard to get there. Um, I have been in dentistry for about 30, but one of my most favorite things to do in working with the Scheduling Institute is the training, the live scheduling day training. So Jacqueline, when she asked me to work with you guys today and talking about the schedule and hygiene. Um, I got really excited about it. So I don't know, Jacqueline, I was thinking, gosh, I probably have done a couple hundred live scheduling trainings with the scheduling institute so i knew you had so um you know one of the reasons that we really wanted you to um you know to speak to this is because you just are a wealth of knowledge you know wealth of knowledge especially when it comes to building that perfect schedule yeah yeah good well um i think today between you working in hygiene and myself working with all of the different clients and setting up the perfect schedule that um we're going to be able to bring a lot of really great things to you guys so tell us about you jacqueline well so you know i've also been a clinical trainer at the scheduling institute for you know about six and a half years and like you renee I think at this point, I've been in over 600 offices, and I tell you what, creating and keeping the perfect schedule is applicable in almost every office that I go into, right? So this is always kind of top of mind for us as hygienists is how do we get that perfect schedule? And then, you know, once we've created that perfect schedule, how do, how do we keep it that way? You know, how do we keep it looking perfect? So really excited to kind of talk through this with you today. And I totally agree with you. I just think there are so many strategies out there that could really help no matter what situation your office is in. Uh, so many strategies that we can talk through that will really help you get that perfect schedule and hygiene and use that perfect schedule to help you hit your goals. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Jacqueline. And, and then you were a hygienist for a lot of years. So a lot of this that we talk about, you've actually been in the trenches and experienced some of this. So if you were to say, Jacqueline, what is a perfect schedule in hygiene? So what would that look like? Was a perfect schedule for you the fact that at the end of the day, you just felt good, the day flowed well? Or was a perfect schedule more about hitting a goal for the day? Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yes, you made a great point. You know, uh, it was always nice, right? When the schedule flowed really well and um, when the day just kind of everything happened how it was supposed to, um, that was always a great day. But a perfect schedule for me was really that I hit my goal for the day. So when I hit my production goal and hygiene for the day, that really meant that the schedule was put together perfectly and executed perfectly. And, you know, part of that, of course, is the flow, which is always nice. But yeah, perfect schedule for me was really more, more that I hit the goal for the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's how all of us measure, you know, our success. You know, it's always good to feel good. But when we hit our number, there's just something about that. And 
you know, in your in offices that we work with, everybody, you know, should have a goal for the day at this point. So if you don't, that's something you definitely need to talk with your doctor and understand. Um, it's always nice to celebrate, but you can't celebrate and feel good about it if you don't know how you did for the day. Yeah. So how how can you be intentional with meeting your goal for the day, Jacqueline? How did you make sure that you were set up with a perfect day every day? Yep. So um, one of the ways to to do that is to really look at how the schedule is being put together. And something that uh, that I'm sure, Renee, you can speak to also is that, you know, a lot of times we don't realize how much control of the schedule we really have. So we just kind of let the appointments fall into place and kind of shake into place and then whatever happens, happens. So one of the ways to really ensure that the schedule is a tool that you can leverage to, to hit that goal is just being really intentional, you know, looking at how the schedule's put together. Is there a strategy? You know, have you reserved some time for visits that have more revenue producing opportunity attached? So, you know, are you uh, reserving time for new patients? Because we know that's where a lot of our treatment, our, our periotherapy and hygiene comes from. Um, are we reserving time to see perio patients? Or is that time being taken up by other appointments or visits that don't produce as much revenue? So it's all kind of a balancing act. I mean, we do have to take care of and, and make sure that we serve those patients who are coming in for, you know, recare visit only or child profi only or a follow-up to a gingivitis or a perio visit or, or a reevaluation. But if we can really focus on being intentional and strategic, then we can reserve times for those visits that have a higher production opportunity and we can protect our time so that we don't walk in. I mean, I know one of the most frustrating things as a hygienist is to walk in and see, you know, um, child profi, child profi, follow-up, gingivitis reeval, recare visit, child profi, child profi. It's like, Oh my goodness, I'm running around all day. And at the end of the day, my numbers don't reflect the work that I did, right? So that was a big strategy for us. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're the one putting the schedule together, right? So six months ago, you were the one, most offices, the hygienist is the one that's scheduling the, the next visit back. So it's kind of up to you to be the one that's intentional, right? If you add a day of hygiene here and we just fill it with whatever, then that's a different kind of day. But six months in advance, you're kind of planning and preparing that day. And yeah. so you have to remember to set it up appropriately. Otherwise, you're going to come in, uh-oh, it's nothing but child profies all day, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So, you know, if you're not pre-appointing your hygiene patients in the treatment suite, uh, if you're not setting their next visit, then that's something that you want to look at doing because like Renee mentioned, I mean, there are so many benefits to doing that, but one of them is that you really get to build that perfect schedule, right? That's right. Very good. Yeah. So, you know, you have, I think you've worked in, in pretty much every area of the practice at one point or another, right? So yeah. you've spent some time in almost every seat in the office. And so I'm curious to hear from you on, you know, part of that perfect schedule, when I think about it is 
really the foundation, you know, your daily huddle, your morning huddle, kind of setting the day up for success. So what have you seen as far as morning huddle and what kind of power does that hold in your eyes in really achieving that perfect schedule and meeting those goals? Oh gosh. Yes. So important. So important. So, you know, you, you set those appointments up six months in advance and then you come in in the morning and you go to work on it. Right. And some offices, that's just what they do. Um, but what we find the most successful offices do is they prepare for the day, um, the day before. So taking a look and doing prep, kind of doing a chart audit or a chart review, we call it, going through the day before and looking at each patient that is on the schedule and, and determining what are their needs, what have they had in the past, what still needs to be done in the future, um, understanding the special things about them, right? So doing the, the huddle prep really does empower you to know exactly what's going on with the patient, but then seeing what inventory is in their chart as you review them gives you the power to be able to impact your goal for the day and raise your production or Maybe doing the, doing the huddle prep and understanding each of your patients, you determine that you're at goal for the day, mm -hmm. right? But there's power in doing the prep so that you know where you stand, all right? So if you come in in the morning and you've got a gap in your production goal, you're the one that can drive that. So if you've done a thorough chart review, you've been able to come up with some you know, different strategies to help you to meet the goal if indeed there is a gap. So some of the things to look at when you're doing your chart review, of course, you know, you're always going to look to see if there's any medical alerts and, the, you know, checking the medical history. But, you know, are you looking to see, um, is your patient on track for their, their recare visit? Maybe this patient coming in at nine o'clock hasn't been to your office in 10 months and they're on a four month recall. Mm -hmm. So already that's power in making sure that you can create value for them coming in sooner. But if they were supposed to be on a four month recall and they're just showing up 10 months later, then you could start to imagine that there might be some other treatment that they may need today. So should you be looking back at their x-rays and determining, you know, could I get into a situation today where I might need to do some isolated SRP or maybe just creating value for them being on a more frequent recall? But those are the things you don't know unless you do that solid prep, right? So, yeah. so looking, looking at how long has it been since I've been there or looking at um, maybe what type of adjunct services you provided to them last time they were there. So do they normally get a in-office fluoride treatment or are they due for their x-rays? Maybe, you know, it's been 10 months since you've seen them, you know, going right into the appointment that already you have the opportunity to increase your production because they need maybe a full mouth series or at least an update of their bite wings, right? Yeah. So what are what are some other things that you feel like, Jacqueline, knowing prior to seeing the patient can really help increase production? Well, um, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, just uh, like you said, really doing that chart review gives you all the power because then you can see, you know, you can anticipate, right? You can anticipate what they may need that day. And so one thing that really worked well for us and I would recommend is determining from the discussion at Huddle, now that you've gathered all of that great information, 
what are we going to do with that information, right? How are we going to use that information to help us reach our goals within that perfect schedule? And so leaving with kind of, I always call it like huddle homework, you know, after, after we've exchanged and shared all that information, we have an idea of what may be coming to us that day. Could we be proactive and could we go ahead and talk through with our front desk team? You know, does somebody need to go ahead and call Mrs. Smith to see if she wants to save herself a trip by staying after her preventive care visit um, to do a whitening treatment? Do I, as the hygienist, need to go ahead and make a sealant tray? Because after doing my chart review, I determined that my 11 o'clock patient, right, they are likely going to need a sealant. So could I go ahead and get that tray set up so that I'm ready to present that and get that done, right, when, when that patient's there? Do I need to partner with, um, you know, our insurance coordinator and go ahead and check benefits on a patient that's coming in today so that, again, we're ready to have that conversation and we're ready to jump on that opportunity when it arrives. So I, that that's something that I feel is really important is just what are we going to do with all that great information that we've exchanged? How can we use that to help us hit our goals? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Being intentional. And there's just something about it coming out of huddle, knowing that okay, well, so I'm, you know, $75 short of my goal today, but I have patients that need this or patients that need that. And so there is opportunity in my schedule to meet my daily goal. And, and that's powerful. And then getting everybody on track, just like you said, to you've, you've set out this plan. Now everybody executes the plan, right? And so you're not in the middle of this hygiene visit and you just now determine, because you look back to see what they've had in the past, that, you know, possibly they needed some sealants. And mm -hmm. so then, yeah, you get your front desk person, well, does insurance cover their sealants? And so now they're working on all that for you. But, you know, by the time all that's figured out, now there's not any time I left have. in the appointment, <laughs> right? Time's, time's gone, right? And so now you can't even do the sealants. So... You guys setting up the day by doing a thorough chart review and then coming to huddle and being intentional with the information, whether it's closing a gap or using that huddle homework to get the day to flow well is going to be critical to the success of meeting your goals. But also, like we talked about, finishing up at the end of the day and feeling like, wow, this was a good day. It flowed well. Yeah. And one thing, Renee, too, that I want to mention about this is tracking so really, you know, getting with your team and, and getting with your department and tracking where you're at and celebrating the progress. So, you know, really knowing yesterday, every hygienist on our team closed their gap. They did a thorough chart review. They did their prep. They were intentional about those opportunities. They used the information. They, you know, uh, left with a plan and every hygienist on our team closed their gap yesterday that's a reason to get excited and that's a reason to celebrate or, Hey, you know, every, every single person, you know, we know our pre-appointment rate. So our pre-appointment rate yesterday out of hygiene was a hundred percent. We all scheduled that next visit for our patients. So um, really tracking that and celebrating that with your team and, and getting excited about it so that we keep wanting to do it again. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and no better way to leave huddle than with a little celebration. 
exactly. so, yeah, I'm all about that. Let's find ways, right? The days get too hard. And if you don't find some ways to celebrate, then, then it's just all tough. So I think that's a great idea. Great idea. I was just thinking, Renee, it's like, all right, so we were intentional about building the schedule. We've protected times, you know, for revenue producing appointments. We've, you know, done our chart review and our prep. You know, what do we do, Renee? Like, what do you do when that perfect schedule that you have changed, right? So that perfect schedule isn't so perfect anymore. There's been a change. You know, at that point, what do you do to not get discouraged and to still make that schedule work for you? Yeah, and that is discouraging, right? I think that happens on both the hygiene and the doctor side. It's a perfect plan day and then boom, the phone starts ringing and now it's all different. And, you know, number one, don't get discouraged, right? It is what it is. So it isn't full. Now let's just get creative about how to make it happen. So hopefully through your chart review, you found some opportunities and a few of them will show up. So, you know, maximizing and being intentional with the information you found there can definitely help you to, you know, be more productive through the day. But you've got to have some tools and things available to you to fill those gaps. So um, are you using quick fill lists? Are you developing those lists? So if somebody falls off the schedule, did you put them on a list so there's somebody to call when the schedule falls apart, right? I know a lot of uh, offices use social media now. So the day is falling apart, they'll go on social media and put out a blast that says, you know, we have some availability in our hygiene schedule. We'd love to see you today. And and so, you know, trying to get people to call in and get on the schedule that maybe had free time. And, you know, I even see some offices, they'll like sweeten the pot a little bit on that. So come in today, right, respond to this blast and come in today and we'll give you a free fluoride treatment. But, you know, just using the tools that you've developed along the way so that um, you can you can fill the schedule. But you know, that takes, you've got to do that before the day falls apart, right, Jacqueline? You've got to start developing these tools along the way. So working with your front office team to make sure there are some, some call lists, um, being able to run lists from the software, you know, who's outstanding, who's working the recall right now, who, who hasn't been in in six months or is overdue. So utilizing those tools are going to are going to really help you to fill the schedule back up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great Renee. I mean, some, you know, we don't always think about those things, but um like you said, you've got to almost have like a like a tool belt or a toolbox because in the history of, you know, I've been a hygienist for over 12 years, there's always changes, right? And same with you, Renee, like you said, with the doctor schedule and all your years of assisting, how many times were there changes in the schedule? That's right. Always, almost, <laughs> almost every day. I mean, I would, I would hate, I would love to say that was different, but almost every day something was going to change. And, and if you don't plan and prepare for those changes to happen by keeping the different list and, you know, talking to your patients, I know we used to ask them, Hey, Miss Renee, you know, if something were to change, would you want to come in sooner? And when they would say yes, you know, we had a list for anybody that wanted to come in sooner. So maybe your schedule's full right now. And so you don't ever think of, well, why would I want to see if they want to come in sooner? We don't have any space. But surely it's going to happen. You're going to come in one morning and the day's going to fall apart. So 
you know, planning for those events to happen is really going to help you to maximize the schedule time. Yeah. You know, you think about it, Jacqueline, every one of those appointments that get left empty at the end of the day is a huge impact on your, your monthly goal or your yearly goal, right? So it yeah. might just seem like it's just, well, it's just one appointment today that left unfilled, but at the end of the year, that one appointment can really make a huge impact. It, it sure can. I was um, I was shocked, Renee, to learn as a hygienist. You know, I was shocked to learn that just one hygiene visit loss per day ended up being about a thirty thousand dollar loss in production for me. Right. So we had a, a team of four hygienists. So you think about that. You know, that thirty thousand dollars multiplied by four. That's a. I mean, that's a huge change for our hygiene department. And, you know, that's from, that's from one, one appointment, you know, in that day falling off. So you're absolutely right. I mean, every, every visit counts and there, there is likely going to be changes. Now, whether it's an entire appointment or not, uh, sometimes you just end up finishing a patient earlier than you anticipated, or uh, you end up having some, some time that you didn't think you were going to have. So regardless of whether or not you need to actually fill an entire appointment or you have some additional time, you know, really using the schedule and being intentional about maximizing production. So, you know, thinking about how can we make the most of the time that we have, right? So getting creative with that. What are some ways you guys did that, Jacqueline, when you, and what are you seeing out there as we're working with clients, you know, I've seen a lot of really great ideas and I'm sure you have too. So let's share that with our yeah. audience. Yeah. So I think, um, I think you, you know, you hit on this a little, a little while ago, but really, you know, being proactive. So looking at with the chart reviews and, and really seeing what has this patient done in the past, right? What has this patient done in the past? What might they need today? What do they still have to do in the future? If you notice that this patient has, you know, they've done whitening several times and it's been a while since they've done their whitening, it's time to re-up those pearly whites, then that's a great time to go ahead and call that patient and say, hey, while you come in for that preventive care visit, let's go ahead and do your whitening, right? So kind of uh, being proactive and offering that before the patient even arrives. That way, you know, we're prepared for it, they're prepared for it. And you want to just move right into that, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and do that while you're here, right? right. So you don't ask them, do you want to? Exactly. <laughs> don't ask, do you want to? Let's go ahead. I love that, Jacqueline. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead. So getting getting creative, you know, on that initial phone call to go ahead and, and schedule and encourage them to, to do that all in the same visit. It's a win for us. We're going to get that additional production. We're going to be able to hit our goal for the day, but it's a win for them too. They're going to get the service that they want and that they deserve, and they're going to save a trip in doing so. So what if Jacqueline, they've never, they've never, you know, and we had these patients too, but they've never done a fluoride treatment. Would you, when you did your chart audit, would you think, uh, well, she usually doesn't do fluoride, so she probably won't do that today. Oh, well, no way. No way. Okay. Yes. So, so just because the patient hasn't done it in the past, it's like patients will move forward with the things that they value. 
So um, I know that sometimes if you've seen that a patient has never done a fluoride treatment in the past, it could feel intimidating or it could be easy to just go, you know what, they've, uh, they've never done this before or they've even declined doing this before. So I'm going to steer clear of this and kind of avoid that conversation. But um, I think you would agree with this, Renee, you know, grab the bull by the horns, right? And, right. and educate them and use the tools that you have to really show them, uh, show them why they need this, you know, why they could benefit, create the value for it. And, you know, more often than not, patient is willing to move forward with it. Right, right. Yes, that's the truth. You know, just because they didn't do it last time doesn't mean they don't have more trust in you this time and value it greater, right? They've yeah. been in your office now a few more times, so that trust level is increasing. And if they're returning regularly for their preventative care, then they're probably more confident in their care and want to take care of it at a higher level. So today might be the day that they're ready to accept the fluoride. Tell us, tell them, Jacqueline, what would be some good verbiage or what would you guys say to the patient that would, would maybe encourage them to move forward? Yep. So, you know, you really want to, again, kind of take that, that more assumptive approach. You want to personalize it to the patient. You want to present that, um, that solution to them with confidence and you want to move right into a dual alternative close. So, you know, Renee, before I kind of go into this verbiage, dual alternative close for, for those that, you know, those in our audience out there who may not be as familiar with this, what, what is that? What's our dual alternative close? Yeah. So a dual alternative close gives them options, right? So we're giving them choices. It's dual. So two choices. And then they can pick from one of the choices. So we're not asking a yes or no question. We're giving them options of the choice. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'll give you an example here of some verbiage that's really going to tie all of those concepts in together and going to get you the most success when offering something like a fluoride treatment. So, you know, I may say to the patient, Mrs. Jones, I highly recommend a fluoride treatment today or you need a fluoride treatment today. It may or may not be covered by your insurance. However, it's only $32 and you need this because, and then you wanna customize this and really tailor it to the patient. If they've got recession, you've already probably talked to them or you should have talked to them about those areas of recession. They may have mentioned that those areas are sensitive. You may have taken an intraoral picture of an area of recession. At some point during the conversation, you may have talked to them about a history of decay, right? Reoccurrent decay. Um, maybe they wear an Invisalign tray or an appliance that comes in and out of their mouth. All of those, those things that put them at a higher risk. Whatever those reasons are, you want to insert their reasons and tailor it for them. So Mrs. Jones, I highly recommend a fluoride treatment for you today. It may or may not be covered by your insurance. However, it's only $32 and you need this because you have a history of decay and because of those areas of recession that we talked through earlier, would you prefer mint or cherry? And then we go right into what Renee just explained, that dual alternative close, those two options. Would you prefer mint or cherry? So, so Jacqueline, you're not saying, so do you want to do a fluoride today? 
Exactly. No. So no. just saying it with confidence, you are the professional, right? You're the professional. You're the expert. The patient trusts you. Patients trust you before they walk in the door because you're a hygienist. So when you make a recommendation and you say it with confidence and you tailor it to specific reasons, um, specific needs that you've identified with them during that visit, then why wouldn't they move forward with it, right? Right. Why wouldn't they move forward with it? So you've got to just, you know, you've got to just go in for it and present it with confidence. That's right. There's no reason to ask, right? You know they need it, so you have to assume they're going to do it, and then you just give them the choice of what kind do they prefer. So I love it. And we do see great success with that verbiage. So you guys write it down, you know, maybe it doesn't roll off of your tongue the first day like you like it, but just keep using it, get good at it because I promise it works. So very good. Yeah, that's exciting, Jacqueline. And then there's other tools and things to use to get the patients to move forward. Talk to me about some of that. Well, one thing that's going to be really important in all of this is Patients really have to see it to believe it. So we can talk to them about all the things that are going on in their mouth, but until they really see it, um, they're just hearing it, right? So using your intraoral camera, bringing them inside their mouth, you know, pulling that tooth up on the big screen and pointing out exactly what you're looking at and getting them to see that, that is really going to be a key in getting them to move forward. Um, so, you know, in the spirit of maximizing production on our perfect schedule, that's one of the ways to do it. You know, the intraoral camera is our best case acceptance tool. So if you're not using the intraoral camera and Renee, we recommend, you know, one picture per patient. So if you're not using your intraoral camera and getting one picture per patient, then that's going to be something that you've got to start doing moving forward because they really need to see it to believe it. That's right. That's right. They do. Right. And a picture speaks a thousand words. So I'm like, are you tired and exhausted at the end of the day because you're trying to convince your patients to get the treatment that they need? Or are you taking a picture, putting it up on the screen and showing them what you're talking about? Right. You can eliminate a lot of words if you'll put the picture up there. And so at the end of the day, you go home with a lot more energy and feeling a lot less stressed out. Right. People are buying in because they actually saw what it was. And isn't that, Renee, just so motivating to be able to see those light bulbs go off when the patient realizes and they're educated and they understand the why behind what you're recommending? Like, isn't that one of the most satisfying things to see those light bulbs go off? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes it's on those patients that uh, you had a note in their chart that they don't do fluoride. Yes. Yeah. And And this time you use the camera to show them the recession. You talked about the areas that, you know, you were concerned about for decay. And now then we talk about the fluoride treatment and they're like, oh, absolutely. And you're like, what? Wait a minute. You've said no for years, but just because you took that time, educated them and they got to see it for themselves. Now the light bulbs go off. Right. And, And you know, once fluoride varnish has become a part of their visit, you have that conversation with the patient once or twice as far as educating them, getting them to see the value. They move forward with it. 
probably after one or two visits, they're starting to ask me for it. You know, we're not, you're not going to forget my fluoride treatment today, are you, right? What about my fluoride treatment? So it's like it has become, it becomes a part of their visit and it becomes an expectation and they will remind you to do it. That's right, <laughs> which, yeah. Which kind of funny, but. So I'll be walking by a hygiene room, I'll be doing a live observation and the, you know, the doctor will come and do the exam early and then the patient's like, well, wait a minute, are we going to do my fluoride? And it's like, oh, yes, we'll get there. Exactly. We'll get there. We'll and, get there. You know, on that note, with some of those adjunct services, one of the other ways to really maximize the production in that perfect schedule is, is getting creative, you know. Could you go ahead and, um, and pull a list of patients that have taken home a toothbrush in the past or brush heads or prescription toothpaste? And, you know, could you go ahead and, and again, like Renee mentioned earlier, could you go ahead and, and put something out on your social media or could you create a promotion for this month only, you know, when you schedule your hygiene visit or when you come in for your hygiene visit? I mean, we've even had some offices create a whole home delivery system where they have called those patients and said, hey, we know that you typically use Prevenant toothpaste and we're, we're actually offering home delivery right now. We'll come drop it off right at your house. So, you know, I mean, wow. how, how amazing is that, right? Yeah, I would love that right now if somebody would do that for me. Could you just deliver it? I'm not home, but my husband is. And yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. And I have heard people have great success with that, Jacqueline. That is a great idea. You definitely got to think outside of the box, right? How are you going to over deliver to your patients? And so that they win, but then that's an increase in your production, helps you close the gap, maybe makes good use of your time for today because you had that change in your schedule, right? You've yeah. got to be able to leverage any area where you feel like you could over deliver and then, but it benefits you and your production numbers as well. So exactly. Yeah. Well, Renee, you know, we have, um, we have kind of managed to talk through so many different things in a, in a short period of time. So, you know, how can we tie this up and put a bow on it and just kind of leave here with our top takeaways to creating and keeping that perfect schedule and maximizing production, you know, throughout the day? Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, I think that the thing to remember is, first of all, you got to start out with that goal, right? You've got to have a goal for the day. You've got to know your goal and you've got to be intentional about meeting the goal, right? If it's just at the end of the month that you look and you see, hey, this is what I did for the month, then, you know, Jay would say then, well, you just got what you deserve, right? But if you know your goal, you're intentional about the goal, then definitely that can make a difference. And then, you know, using the morning huddle to uh, prepare your plan. So you've got a goal, you're going to prepare now um, a plan and then execute the plan through the day, right? You understand what you need to do um, because you've taken the time to prepare and then now you just do it, right? And then there, there were a couple of more, Jacqueline, tell us about those. So, you know, I think one of the keys to this is just being ready for those changes, being prepared and proactive, you know, ready to take action because, you know, like we said, it's inevitable. There are something about the day is not going to go exactly how you thought it was going to go. So just really being prepared and being ready for those changes. 
and you know thinking outside the box be really intentional about all the ways that you can increase your production and that you can reach your goal instead of thinking about all the reasons that you can't right so you know I, I tell you what, Renee, it has been just such a pleasure um, talking with you today and just really appreciate all of your insight and your knowledge around, you know, perfect scheduling and reaching the goals and being intentional with what we have that day. And I know that our audience is thankful to talk through these things, too, because like we said at the very beginning, the schedule is like, you know, the schedule is like the nucleus, right? So. Oh. The schedule, I mean, it is everything. So for every single office, no matter where you're at or what you have, it's one of those topics that's always top of mind. No doubt about it. I always tell teams, and thank you, Jacqueline, for such the kind words, but I always tell teams, like, I ask them, how many times do you look at the schedule through the day, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't even count them. You're looking at it constantly, but it really is everything that you do. So you know, I've enjoyed being here. You guys, I know that if you'll use these techniques that we talked about and really be intentional, that you can impact your schedule. And you know what? It's going to change. So if you're ready, you're going to feel a lot better about the results that you get. So thanks for having me today, Jacqueline. Absolutely. Thank you, Renee.